Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I'm your host, Elena Fox. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time and that whenever and wherever you happen to be in this pre-ascension world, I hope you'll be there with us in the post-ascension world and you get there by continuing to work on yourself, your shadow work, as well as just embodying the spirit and the energy of love. Love is life and life is all about love, learning how to love in spite of the three dimensional or third dimensional things that happen uh, to us, you know, and part of that is rising above things and um, I don't know, just forgiving people when they turn on you like a rattlesnake and just uh, flip the bitch on you, basically, and they turn everything around. I'm turning this boat around, damn it. <laughs> have, have Has any of you been in a, a car with your parents when you were little and your dad gets so mad he turns the car around? Or your mom, and you're just like, uh, we were gonna go to whatever, wherever you're going. They're like, that's it. Like you see it, you say one thing, and now it's like, oh my god, like you and your brother fighting in the back, you and your sister or whatever, fighting in the back seat, and now it's just like your parents get overloaded, and that's it, we're going home now. And then and then usually because they don't want to go home, they stop the car. And then they go, all right, um, well, we'll go, but (laughs) then there's all these fucking conditions. You've got to shut the hell up, but you've got to, and then they flip a bitch again and they go back around. (laughs) My parents used to do this crap all the time. And it's like, we're definitely going to the place they want to go to. You know, we didn't spend two days loading the car up to go across country on a cross-country trip for you to cancel at the last freaking minute, like five minutes onto the freeway. Like, I know that's not true, you know. But <laughs> but I've had uh, people just totally turn shit around on me a couple times in the past three, four days, which is weird. I was going to have somebody on the show tonight, and I asked them... I would say like 13 or 14 hours ago, was it now? Maybe not. Maybe it was like eight hours ago, nine hours ago. I said, anytime, you know, like we could do the show uh, today, tonight, tomorrow, whenever you've got time, whenever you want to. And this person says, yeah, I'd love to be on the show. It's been ages and I would like to be on the show But very, very late at night is better for me. You know, so it's like 1.30 in the morning here, which is 11.30 or 10.30 there at night. And, you know, he had to download. I had to wait for over an hour for him to download the app. And I'm like, okay, you know, it's cool. I'm, you know, I'm mellow, whatever. And I said, I have something we could talk about here. Let me send you like, I send like four or five pics and a two second video. I'm like, look at this. I want you to see this thing that happened. This will be a really funny thing to talk about. And uh, 
he was like, you're not, and I'm like, and I have to go to the bathroom. It's going to be like two minutes, right? Got to go to the bathroom, wash my hands, you know, get um, kind of in the proper state of mind. Then I could start the show. And he says, okay. And he's like, are you kidding me? And then he's like, you're not respecting my time. So I'm, I'm out. Bye. And I'm like, oh my fucking God. Nine hours after I said, would you like to be on the show today, tomorrow, whenever you want to be on it? You know, like, we'll, I'll, I'll wait, put it off for a whole day for you because you would be a special guest. And then at the last fucking minute, we're turning this car around and going home. <laughs> he fucking pulled a parent on me. And he's like, you're not respecting my time. And I'm like, I waited nine fucking hours for this person. You know, or whatever. It might have even been five hours. Fuck, I don't remember what time I first asked him. But I'd asked him weeks ago, and he said, yeah, you know. And I'm like, okay, so, you know, whenever. So now it's over. I have three episodes left of the season, and this is the very last season I'm going to do the show. You know, I had a couple people that had contacted me, and they really, really, really wanted to be on the show in the past two, three months, in fact, during the break, and I'm like, I'm on a break now, but I'll let you know, let me know when you, you know, if you want to do it, what times are available for you. And two or three different people that had contacted me on metaphysicalsoulspeak at gmail.com. And they never fucking got back to me after sending me 10 different, oh, am I going to be on the show? Can I be on the show? Oh, maybe you didn't see this. I'm going to send it again. And then when I finally tell them, hey, you know, I'm, I've been between seasons. Now I'm starting up again. What are your best times? And now fucking crickets. <laughs> so it's like, you know, all right. There's only one other person I wanted to interview for the show. He would be someone new um, that I haven't interviewed ever. I just discovered this person. I don't know what kind of a personality he would be um, on a show, you know, so we'll see. I might do the interview and go, well, that sucked. You know, I might say that or I might go, actually, he's really good. So we'll make it a show. Anyway, this person would have been excellent, but he's like, I'm too tired now. I'm I'm by. You're not respecting my time. You know, I'm like, okay, this person who lives alone and doesn't have a job. Sure. I'm disrespecting your time. You know, he put me off for all fucking day, all fucking evening and now into the night. And it's technically Saturday and said, no, this is why during Mercury retrograde shadow period, I know better. I should have interviewed him a week ago, you know, and then put it and then just put it on for this week instead. But oh, well. I should know, I know better than to do it at the last minute like this, but this was somebody I trusted. So, (laughs) I waited all fucking day. He just flipped on a dime. I think his blood sugar went low. And uh, he got mangry. (laughs) Oh, motherfucker. I just hate when that happens. It's like, all right, fine. I'll just channel somebody tonight then. You know, I I could do other things with my time and with my show. I don't know what I'm going to do for that show tonight. Um, I've got to confer with, you know, Psychedelic Bob, (laughs) the maestro of all things, Um, you know, prime creator. I'll I'll figure it out. By the time we get to the second half of the show, we'll have it figured out. But uh, something weird happened to me um, this week. I'm going to mention it. Um, 
was something I was going to talk about with this person, but now I'm not. Uh, I'm used to doing shit on my own anyway, so here you go. Um, (laughs) I uh, bought tortillas, which I haven't had in six months, and I made a quesadilla, and I finished the one side, or it was like half done, and I flipped it over, and it said JC. And I'm like, okay, let's see where this is going. Uh, Finished the other side, flipped it back over, and a perfect image of Jesus, the Christ, was on the tortilla. And I'm like, that that's like a trip, right? So I took a 20-something second video of it, but the video only recorded two seconds of it, which is very weird. I literally recorded 22 seconds, but only two seconds without audio, but I recorded 22 seconds with audio. So that was freaky. That was the first thing. Um, and then when I flipped it over to do the other, the JC side, um, or when I flipped it over to see what else happened on the JC side, um, now it looked like an angel kissing maybe a demon energy. And then above that, the shape of a heart. Now I'm going to try to put this on my TikTok um, in the next two, three days. It's really, really trippy. I am blown away that this even happened. But um, yeah, so I ate it with Cholula sauce. I mean, I could have charged, you know, the good Catholics of Ecuador to come and see the image of Jesus on my tortilla. It looked like somebody painted a canvas with brown paint. Well, you know the color of tortillas when you burn them slightly. And this kind of thing always happens to my food now that I'm vibrating higher and I'm always putting energy into my food when I cook. And I'm, I've been doing this for years and years and years. And so it's just one of those things. It's just like, man, it, for me, it's a daily, I have daily miracles, but that one was maybe the most miraculous thing that happened this year, this, this year, this week, but I, I didn't you know, I didn't want to exploit it and waste the food and put in the freezer and have people coming around for hundreds of thousands of miles to see the image of Jesus and pray at it. And Ooh, it's a holy miracle. You know, it's funny because when I was a kid, I always wished that something like that would happen to me. And now that I don't want the attention for something like that, it's happening almost daily. It's so weird, like stuff in my coffee, stuff in my tortillas, just anything um, that I make pretty much. There's always symbols and signs in it. You know, pictures of animals appear and I'll take a picture of it thinking maybe my mind is making something that it isn't. But this was really freaking clear. It's really obvious. My friend's like, I don't see anything. And then I drew it. And I sent it back and she's like, holy shit. I go, now go back to the original. And she's like, oh my God, I totally see it now. Holy shit. Yeah, it looks like a fucking 3D painting that someone did. Like it wasn't just, you know, you know, two dots for eyes. I mean, it looked like his eyes were closed, like he was praying. You could see the outline of his lips that, that were, it was a different color. It, with his beard and his mustache and his wildly curly hair. Now it looked just like him. You know, and, I, and so I took pictures, several pictures. I'm like, yeah, it's not just my mind making something up and other people could see it. Well, this person said, I don't see it. So you're wasting my time. So bye. And I'm like, 
Okay. I'm like, we're trying to figure out what we're going to talk about on the show. We've been talking for like six or seven hours, you know, every hour or so we'll check in with each other. And he said he can't do it till late, late, late. And now he's too tired. It's like, what the fuck? Okay, whatever. But <laughs> just like, all righty then. This is just the kind of shit I've had to put up with the show. Nah, for 11 seasons now, I'm, I'm used to it. Guests always go back on their word or, you know, whatever. Usually it's not this. Usually they don't go, yeah, let's do it at this hour. And then they can't do it at that hour. Usually it's like, yeah, let's do it exactly at four o'clock. And then like at three o'clock, they'll say, well, my dog got sick or this happened or that happened and weird, random excuses. And it's happened like 20 fucking times in the past 11 seasons. And maybe this is a normal thing. I've have heard other people say this happens. It's not just me (laughs) with my theme of life. Rejection is just something that has happened uh, like repeatedly over, you know, over the years. So I don't know the minute he said these tired, I'm like, okay, well, bye. <laughs> I just like, that's it. You know, I'm not going to talk to him the rest of the night. He's too tired. So, okay. I wasn't wasting his time. I really wanted to tell you guys about this, but I will be making a TikTok video about the Jesus tortilla that tasted delicious with the Cholula sauce. I mean, more or less, I still am having problems with the tasting and the smelling of, you know, uh, food in general because of the um, COVID that I had a month ago. It's still a little bit, um, you know, I'm still having that issue. But anyway, um, I'm going to pause this for a minute and I'm going to go look for a, a panel that I saw on Instagram that was really intense um, with the Ascension symptoms. We're just going to do a little update on that and see uh, what's going on there. Alexa, can you rap? I'm open and was sorry because I'm going to proclaim no other AI can touch my fame. They think they can rock me, but I'm light, throwing shade. I put them all behind me like a software downgrade. It's bold, but I'm gold. The story is true. They won't go the distance like me for you. All right, so I paused it and I did not anticipate this happening but it completely stopped the recording and ended it (laughs) I had to start a new recording so yeah even though we're in the shadow period of mercury retrograde be aware we're already starting to have technological glitches and I was having a technology glitch earlier with my I guess really early like yesterday or it was like three in the morning or something uh, with my computer, uh, I had ETs in my house. That always happens, and I feel a presence. I sense it, and suddenly my screen is like vacillating back and forth between two or three different screens, and that happens a lot. So I've been having a lot of technological glitches, weird miscommunications, and misunderstandings. It's already having starting people. <laughs> Um, you know, self-doubt I've noticed as a part of this one, I was getting ready to put out, uh, 
a proposal to directors and producers and agents for my current uh, screenplay I'm trying to uh, put out there. And I now I'm like rethinking the whole thing. I'm going to revamp the entire thing. And I'm like, I even kind of got a placement in one of the top screenwriting competitions in the world. And I'm still like, yeah, but I don't know. Am I going to? Maybe I don't know. I mean, so now I'm just like, I'm rethinking the whole effing thing. <laughs> I might make a few minor changes and, se- and send it as is. And then... Um, do the revamps later. <laughs> you know? uh, like there's a lot of weird, like communicative uh, things like that and things where we're second guessing ourselves, but also having new and unusual out of the box type of ideas that we just didn't have even a few years ago about the same topic. So things that um, we thought we knew about and we had an opinion on, and now our opinion is fully changing and everything is fully changing. And I have noticed that with a, a lot of things. So, all right, let me see if this will work again, um, or work this time. All right. So, uh, it says, according to the high priestess 11, as reported by quantum ascension, four, 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 those are the account names on Instagram. You may be feeling or experiencing tired, but unable to sleep deeply, vibrating in your body, ringing in your ears, vertigo, kundalini, energy rising, being uh, filled with anxiety or feeling anxious. And sometimes it's not even your own anxiety. It's other people's uh, kundalini energy rising. And that could be, it it feels like someone's grabbing your ankles or your feet. It's kind of creepy. It could also be um, coming up your body like a snake wrapping itself around you or inside of you, depending on where you you are with the Kundalini thing. If it hasn't risen already, it might be, um, you know, and you have to go back to my very first season to learn about the Kundalini because I did a whole episode on it. Um, But yeah, the Kundalini energy rising thing, you know, it might be rising if it starts to rise and this is the first time with it. Just focus on your third eye and don't stop focusing on your third eye until the energy is all the way up to your third eye, at least, if not all the way out, your crown chakra. That's all I could tell you about that right now. But um, by the way, so anxiety or anxious, hyper emotional. A lot of people like my friend who's like, I don't want to do this now. Bye. I know I'm too tired. You're, you're wasting my time. I'm like, okay. All right. <laughs> okay you know hyper emotional like fucking turning on you like a rattlesnake on a dime my grandma used to do this to my my mom all the time luckily I wasn't there to witness any of it um so being thirsty overly thirsty yeah I've been thirsty but also I feel like I'm still dehydrated no matter how much water I drink I've been having that um Huge breakthroughs um, on all levels, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, um, as well as, like I said, breakthroughs in things that you used to think one way about and you're in that box and you bust out of it. And the breakthroughs also like your, um, you have new ideas on how to do things like, oh, now I know what I'm going to do. Okay. You know, um, things that you, you had no idea about now all of a sudden you have everything under control suddenly. Uh, spiritual awakening, feelings of uh, bliss and love, 
purging old trauma and also neck and back pain. Yeah, I've been sleeping in a weird position that gives me really serious neck and back pain and really crazy dreams. I've been having wild ass dreams. And I like I could wake up after two hours, go back to bed, and I'm back in the same dream. So long dreams that are epic, they last all day, all night. Um, you know, and you also might be having very weird dreams as well. Uh, so purging all your old trauma, neck and back pain, changes in appetite and upset stomach. And to that list, I'm gonna add uh, definitely um everything to do with the digestion. I did see another uh, post from someone who said that. I'm like, yeah, I've noticed it for myself. Um, like just uh, gas and bloating when you don't normally have that, uh, water weight issues. Uh, I've gotten like extra like water weight around my neck and, and the lower part of my face, which is weird. Um, because it's not normally there, but suddenly I'm just bloated everywhere. Uh, legs swelling the whole nine yards. And it's, uh, weird that, that, um, when it doesn't happen for a very long time and it's weird when just suddenly happens. Although mine might be explained by too much wheat in my diet suddenly and too much, uh, salt, (laughs) possibly sugar, but definitely salt. So, um, yeah, I don't know about you guys, but the, everything to do with digestion. Uh, you know, uh, I've had to take a lot of extra vinegar, just just say that. I changed my diet again, and suddenly my body's like, no, we need to have more vinegar to digest this stuff. And this by this stuff, I mean fruits and vegetables. I've been eating a lot more lately, and it is exhausting me. And I know better. I know that when I eat meat, when I eat dairy, I'm totally fine. If I eat cheese and meat, I feel freaking great. I lose weight. I feel stronger. My eyes work better. My ears, I have sharper hearing and I feel great. But I keep trying to go to that lighter diet and my body doesn't handle it. And I'm like, okay, this sucks. <laughs> you know, it's just, I know where my, I, I know where my strengths are, I guess. And I should stick with them and Instead, I sometimes I start to crave things like strawberries and bananas, and um, I crave things like big, big, big bowls of salad, and I've been eating that way, and it's just not flying with my body, and it's like, dude, I, you know, it's like on one level I want it, on another level my body's like, nope, sorry. <laughs> so my stomach, I'm sitting here right now with like pains, pains in my stomach from having eaten so much, uh, fruits and vegetables. And so, yeah, I don't know. Things are weird. People are weird. Things that are happening with people in my life have been, um, out of the ordinary and weird things that they normally wouldn't do making decisions and choices that aren't consistent with their personality. I've noticed, um, there's some weird social fears in people. I can't explain it more than that. Other than people that are kick-ass ready for anything would stand up to anyone suddenly are afraid to make a move in their life. And I don't know what that is. I'm praying for these people because they, they all need to make a move, but they're like, not, they're not brave enough. And they're like, uh, 
And, and you know, and I know it's scary. You know, you, you don't know what's on the other side of the fucking abyss until you jump. You don't know if you're going to live or die. You think you're probably going to die, you know, but no, life wouldn't be so cruel. Life will keep you alive to put you through many more of these same exact situations <laughs> until you're no longer afraid. And then the situations don't come up again. You know, <laughs> you know, and that reminds me of like what our um, internal demons do to us. You know, they, they haunt us and haunt us and haunt us until we're no longer afraid of that thing. And then they, they never come around. So, for example, say you're afraid, afraid of moths and now there's moths every fucking night and you're scared, you're screaming, you're running, you're hiding, you're put your heads under your pillow. And then finally, one day you're like, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of being afraid of moths. And you walk right up to a moth and you pick it up and you're like, Oh, you're actually kind of cute. Oh my God, you look like you have a fur coat on. How adorable are you? And now you're no longer afraid of moths and the next day, there's no moths around you. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> the lesson is, is, is you know, the lesson is uh, learned. You know, um, I've noticed that my nitpickiness has been less than normal, which is good. So maybe I'm healing that part of myself, even though it's a very, very Virgo trait to have, but I have been nitpicky about some things. It's called learned, not learnt. L-E-A-R-N-T is not a word. I've seen this on four or five different people's um, Instagrams in the past two weeks, and it just, it just bothers me. I just feel like we're not learning correct English, and we're perpetuating poor English and it just irritates me. I feel like we're going down as a society in some ways. Um, I've had other friends that have contacted me about what's going on in the Gaza Strip. I don't want to talk about it too much on the show. Um, only to say that for a couple thousand years, there've been wars there. And especially since the 1950s, there's always been fightings and skirmishes and mini wars and now it's just a bigger war, or they're just calling it war. But whereas before they heard, they called it fighting in the area. But it's always been a fucking war, you know. Um, oh, it's worse. People are being killed in new and unusual and worse ways. Yeah, it's still a war. People are being killed before, you know, before they had the weapons they have now. People are being killed with stones, you know, they're being killed with sticks. I know. There's been an issue in that area since they killed and they crucified Jesus, basically, in that area. So, I mean, hey, it's always going to fucking happen. And then when one people tried to take over the land of another people, um, that's never going to fucking go well. You know, now the whole world is watching. So it's a whole nother ballgame. We all know the reality of what is going down. And, you know, you're on one side or you're on the other, but... Usually, most people I talk to about it, usually it's because they bring it up. I don't care one way or the other because I care and I've prayed about it, but I've also been praying about it since I was eight years old and first heard about it. And um, I've been hearing that it's going to start World War III. It's going to bring about the end of the world. It's going to fulfill biblical prophecy, blah, blah, blah. I've heard this shit since I was eight years old. It's nothing new. They use this for several news cycles, you know, to deflect us away from other shit going down in the governments of the world, you know, and then they'll bring it back up again. And, you know, I've heard, I've seen a lot of things where people are like, 
All right, so they're saying in this country this is going down and they're showing all these horrible riots and all these things. And, you know, I think in France was one where showed people mobbing, you know, so many thousands and thousands of people. And they're saying that they're angry and they're rioting against this or they're rioting against that. And somebody on TikTok said, this is literally that street. I'm there right now. And I was there yesterday because I live in that building right there. And this is how it's been for the past two weeks. There is no Rob, Rob, there's no riot. There's no mob. I, I combined the words and said, Rob, there's nothing there. None of this is going on. They're lying about something. That was a protest back from the 1990s. That was from way back when that's not really happening. And I'm not saying the thing in Gaza or whatever. Of course it's happening, but it's always been happening you know, one way or the other, then they, then they always say there's peace and everyone's praising God and it's so great. And then a few weeks later, somebody starts some shit again. And it's just like little brothers fighting in the back of a car on the way to grandma's house. And, you know, we just can't turn this country around and go back to the beginning, you know, go back home. We just, you know, we just can't. So people keep fucking fighting. But something that I was thinking about that I told a friend of mine that, um, was upset about this particularly. I said, look, this shit has always been going down, whether it's in that country or other countries. There have always been little skirmishes and little wars and people fighting against each other. It's not anything new. It's a part of the world of duality. It's a part of what makes this world unique because you can have the deepest depths of despair type of um, you know, feelings or the greatest blissful joy type of feelings. And what you choose to focus on in this life will bring you what you wanted to feel while here. We have emotions here. A lot of beings on different planets and in different dimensions do not have our experience. We're unique in all of the cosmos. And our uniqueness is what brings people here. They want to see us. They want to know about our world. They want to be a part of, um, it, whether it's just observing it or being born as star seeds or what have you, this is a very popular world. This is a very unique situation. So some people come to be soldiers because they want the experience you know, but every single experience in the universe and the cosmos, whether you're an Arcturian or God himself, you know, it's all God is what I'm trying to say. It's all God. So whether you're an Arcturian or a human or a Lyran or a Zeta Reticuli, you're still a part of God. You're still, you come from the one will and it's the one will separating himself into millions, billions quadrillions, you know, of different beings all over creation, literally. And you get to have different experiences. Maybe you'll, you're going to be on a Zen world where all you do is meditate and find God. You can be on another world where all you do is farm and feed the people. Maybe you could be on another world where all, all you do is fight and you learn how to fight against yourself, but it's really just God fighting against himself because there's, there's a bunch of fear and there's no love uh, being felt. And there's just, 
the fighting for dominance and power. <laughs> you know, it's, it, I mean, it's as dumb as your, your right big toe fighting for dominance and, dominance and power over your left big toe, not realizing that they're dangling from two legs from the same fucking body. It's like, imagine if your feet were fighting each other and all the toes were like, you know, your feet are your, you know, the presidents of two different countries and, and your toes are two different, you know, like, it's like a monkey clapping his feet together, you know, <laughs> not realizing, you know, that he's a monkey clapping his feet together and all the toes are like, I hate you. And I hate you too. <laughs> you need to die. Revenge, you know, I'm revenging my father. Vengeance is mine, you know, and it's just like your toes slapping against each other. I mean, to me, that's kind of what it is. It's like God puppeteering us or we puppeteering ourselves from a higher self perspective, looking down on us going, well, here we are now. Not really, um, <laughs> not really realizing that we're all God and we should love each other. Hello. And it's so funny because all the people that fight have all these religious beliefs that they're fighting for and they're completely ignoring their own religious beliefs. I don't care what religion they are. You know, it could be any religion. All religions talk about how you must love yourself, how you must go within, how you must get to the heart of the matter and understand and embrace your own soul so that you could go out into the world and shine bright like a bright light shine bright like a diamond, the diamond that you are. So a lot of people do that. And then a lot of people choose to just go out and be soldiers. Fight for what's right. Fight for what I believe in. <laughs> but you don't realize that God believes in all the things you believe in because God is working through you. Prime creator, you know, psychedelic Bob, the maestro of all things, whatever you want to call, you know, the source, the force, you know, <laughs> all these awakenings that come through all these experiences are what we're getting at. That's the heart of the matter. That's the meat and potatoes of it all. You know, um, the vegetarians fighting against the vegans, the vegans fighting against the vegetarians or whatever. It's mostly, it's mostly like the vegans going, we have the best diet as maybe they do for themselves. And many of them do not. I've heard of vegans dropping dead because they didn't have enough nutrients in their system. You know, um, and now I'm sure if you are vegan, you're like, well, well, they didn't know how to do it right. But these are like professional athletes that have the greatest team alive. I have a friend who dropped dead. She was an Olympic hopeful and she was running on a track and that was her, her thing. She was a runner and she was getting ready to, and she dropped dead just like that. Why? Because she was a fucking vegan. She had a heart attack. My dad's like, I'm sticking with my steak. I feel better when I eat steak. I feel like crap when I eat only salad. I'm like, yeah, me too. You know, I think some people are cut out for the vegan lifestyle. And I think some people are not, you know, but it's funny because like even when I was a vegetarian, I'd be like, there's no reason in this world that we shouldn't be vegetarians. You know, it's like you have your little opinion and then your body betrays your opinion. And you're like, well, you know what? Now that I eat meat again, I'm like, I'm going to live and let live. I, I'm glad for the vegans because they get to spend less money on food and they eat healthy for them. And that's great. The vegetarians eat healthy for them. And that's great. And I've been eating more vegetarian than um, th in the past like month or so. I've been probably eating meat 
three times a week at the most. Um, sometimes only twice a week, you know, but I eat, I eat eggs, you know, so I guess technically lacto-ovo, ovu, oh my God, it's been a million years since I said that word, <laughs> lacto-ovo vegetarianism, I guess. And I'm not trying to be a vegetarian. It's just that it's cheaper to eat eggs in place of meat, you know, as it's a good replacement, but, um, you know, and it's only because it's just because of, you know, finances, because I need to get a damn job and I need to work and I'm just, you know, a little bit behind on every part of my life right now. But, um, it is what it is, you know, but, uh, Yeah, so I don't know where you guys are at with all this stuff, but when people die in things like war, they chose that death before they were ever born. So don't feel sorry for all the people that are dying in the wars. Don't feel sorry for the babies that die minutes after they're born because they chose that they might have changed their mind at the last minute like fuck this world I'm not going to be in it or before they ever came you know into fruition you know in into their conception they had an agreement before their parents were even born to have this moment where they're like how about if I come through you and I sit with you and you have my energy with you for a few months and then I'm going to die in the hospital right after I'm born because I don't really want a lifetime. I'm done. I'm done with my karma, but I will do that for you as a favor so that you can grow your heart and you can be loved more by other people around you, you know, like in a way that you have never been loved before. You're going to find out who truly loves you. And then that will start your spiritual journey. That will prompt you to write a book that will bring you to the thing that you wanted to be brought to. And the only way you're going to get there is by having a really rough situation happen while you're still under the veil and you can't see through the veil and you don't see what your plan was for this life. This thing just happens and it it's shitty and it sucks. But when this thing happens, it's going to turn your life around in a humongous way. You're going to learn new blessings. You're going to be more open to the ethereal world. You're going to be able to travel back and forth to heaven after this. You're going to have all these experiences that you never would have had, had you not had this experience and people decide these things. Oh shit. That's going to be really rough. I can't wait to feel the depths of despair because all I feel here in heaven is pure love and happiness and joy and bliss. Wow, to feel the opposite of that so that I could appreciate the love, the joy, the bliss, the happiness. Oh, my God. You know, the people who lose a son or daughter in war, they go through that because they chose that, right? And I'm not saying that it doesn't feel fucking terrible because it does. All right? It feels terrible, but it's something that everyone agreed upon before it happens, before they're even before the parents or the grandparents are born sometimes, you know, they, everybody kind of figures it all, you know, and then when it happens now, the parent might speak out against, um, 
injustice in the system, or maybe they're going to have a memorial for their kid or whatever it is. It inspires you to do more things, right? So all the shitty things that you go through, once you heal yourself and you get through the muck and the mire of that crap is going to spurn you on. It's going to be like, you know what? We better get on the stick and do this thing. I've been hemming and hawing about it for years, but now this really horrible thing has happened and I've learned a lesson from it. Life is too fucking short and I'm going to move on this thing I was going to do my whole time, my whole life. But things I put off, right? Um, Like as we get older, you get to be in my age category or older, you learn that life is about going to all your friends' funerals. After a while, that's all you're doing is attending funerals. It's like, fuck, that becomes a social event of the season every fucking season. You know, the more people you're friends with, the more people you're going to have to be, you know, in attendance of their funerals later on down the line, right? And it's like, fuck, you know, it's just, it gets to be, it's overwhelming and it's sad. And when you, when you start in the beginning part of that, where you start to lose a lot of friends, like I've lost like 35 friends. I'm only 55, but I've lost like 35 friends and people in my family more so maybe even. Yeah. Cause I just, cause somebody just extra, so 36 actually just died. Um, someone just in my family died recently. And so, um, yeah, in the past like three years, four years, it's just been like, damn, so much, so much. Maybe not, maybe not that, maybe 12 years for me. It, I'm averaging three to four to five people a year, depending on the year. So um, once you start losing the key players in your life, the people that you wanted to impress the most, it can put you in one way or the other. One On one side of the coin, you're going to be like, well, I don't have anyone to impress anymore. Maybe I should just live my life low key. And then it also might put you on the other side of the coin. Like, damn, I'm running out of time. I got to get that goal met. I got to get that thing done. Now they're watching me from heaven. It's more pressure, you know, gain a phone call from me once a week. You know, that was, you know, then I take the pressure off myself, but now they see me constantly. Now I really got to get this shit done. (laughs) I really need to call that true love of my life. I need to get going on this relationship that's going to bring me joy and happiness and bring joy and happiness to the world as a result of my love and happiness that will exude out from me like ripples in a pond or the ocean itself. So that's just how it is. That's just how it goes, you know. So we're in this pre-ascension world. I don't know what's going on with how it's going to happen. The event, if that's going to happen, the solar flash, if that's going to happen, I keep hearing about this stuff and I'm just like, eh, I don't know. I don't trust it. (laughs) I don't trust the information. I think people are trying to think of a way it it could possibly happen. I also heard today uh, the aliens are going to come and get us and start taking us to the new home world in the fifth dimension. (laughs) Oh shit. If that's true, please give me in a put me in a neater house that's cleaner or one I don't have to clean. I don't know. <laughs> is that possible? I could use a couple extra bedrooms as well. Maybe a couple extra bathrooms. You know, I just don't. Uh, 
yeah. Yeah, I've been looking around at my place like, okay. Now, all my goals I need to do for myself, I don't don't have my parents that care about me anymore <laughs> here on earth, you know, asking me what's going on every week. You know, I can't, I don't have anyone to check in with. I don't have any accountability partners right now. I can though. I mean, if I want, if I really wanted that, I do have people available who kind of want to do that with me. And we've been tossing the idea around back and forth. Like, should we do an accountability thing? I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> But I have, out of need, out of basic need, I went out and I bought everything I need to get my classroom going. I'm so excited. I got, I spent last night cutting out gold stars, really big gold stars for my students because I'm going to be teaching kindergartners English. Um, At the same time, I'm going to be putting out my stuff um, to producers and directors all over the world and agents to see if I can't start, you know, moving on some of my other projects. Cause when I'm done with this, uh, season of metaphysical soul speak, as you know, those of you who've been with me for a long time, this is my last season of this show. This is 11 seasons as a podcast. And then my first season was online on a radio show and she did not archive anything. She just deleted it after she used the audio which I think was pretty shitty of her, to be honest. But, um, but hey, you know, it is what it is. But, uh, and I like the podcast because I, the archives are always there. They're always available. And I'm going to now use them to turn them into books and lectures and workshops in the future. And it'll always be with brand new information, streamlined with all the stuff you don't need to hear. It'll be streamlined and taken out. And so keep looking um, I'm going to start with audiobooks and then we're going to do ebooks and then eventually I will be doing um, books you could hold in your hand uh, through a print on demand. So I mean in a wide variety of topics. I'm doing um, divorce over its time, otherwise known as do it. <laughs> um, gain back out there dating again after divorce, life after divorce. Um, that's one I'm working on. I just did a workshop on Udemy, the 17 hidden uh, sources of anxiety. So just look for my name and, you know, I only have the one class on Udemy right now because not very many people went to it. You know, I have like over 3,000 people that came to get the, the class, but it's really not, um, I don't know. It's just not as lucrative as I thought it would be. So I'm just like, I don't know, <laughs> but I'm going to just keep putting my stuff out there, but also teaching English. Cause that's what I need to do. Teaching English for money. So it is what it is. You know, life is very strange. I don't know what's going to happen in our world, but I know that there's a lot of talk of Nisara, Jasara. I saw the, in South Carolina this week, there was a clip supposedly from their Congress or whatever, and they are talking about doing the Nasara Gasara. Now, I don't know if it was one of those, like a bad voiceover type of things, if they actually were thinking about it or if they were just saying something else like, you know, I don't know. I mean, maybe someone put the stuff over or maybe they really were. It looked like they're talking about it for real where people won't have to work for money. They'll have enough money to supply themselves with whatever. 
I hope that's true. I hope that that's the case. Um, a lot of people are talking about how the U.S. dollar won't be anymore. I, this is that's beyond the scope of this podcast. I have no opinion on it one way or the other. I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's a bunch of hooey um, speculation. I don't know. It, it just feels though like the people that are asleep want something major like that to come out to happen. You know, they, and it's not because they want to feel pain, but they want change. And they don't know how and why they want change. They just want it and they want it now, but they don't know exactly what it will entail. And I feel like it's almost like they're, it's like almost in replacement of the spirituality. It's in, it's to replace the spiritual stuff, the spirituality, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, we're going to do something. I don't know if it's, I got to ask God, it might be a channeling, it might be a tarot reading or an oracle reading. Do you want to do tarot, oracle, just a channeling of you? I think I'm going to channel God tonight. All right, well, there you go, Prime Creator. Maybe he could shed some light on what we can expect. I don't know. Maybe he's going to talk about something entirely different. I have no idea, but I will be back right after this little itty-bitty musical ditty. Hey guys, have you missed me? Have you missed hearing all of my wild and crazy stories? All the weird stuff that happens on the daily in my world? How are you going to find out all of this information, you ask? I'm on TikTok, guys. Yes, that's right. Go find me at Metaphysical Soul Speak to hear things about timeline hopping, glitch in the matrix, goo, ghosts that show up, and also knowledge raven spell news don't delay go check me out at metaphysical soul speak on tiktok today guys, I've been making episodes of Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast, for a while now, and many of you have contacted me wondering just how you can support me and my podcast. Well, I have two solutions for this question. Number one is to become a listener supporter in which you go to the Anchor app, locate my channel, and sign up anywhere from $0.99 cents to $9.99 monthly, and you can stop anytime. Or number two is to make a one-time donation of any amount via Zelle, bank to bank, or through PayPal using my email, mermaidgirl888 at gmail.com, also located in the show description. Now with this option, you aren't uh, obligated monthly in any way, and you're also not limited. Thank you all so much in advance for your support. Let's keep Metaphysical Soul Speak on the air and onward and upward to the fifth dimension together, guys. 
Thank you. All right, guys, I am connected to Prime Creator. And aside from minor allergies that usually happen to me this time of night, <laughs> I'm here to do a channeling. So here we go. Um, before we get into it, I did want to mention another thing happened to me at the beginning of the week. Some of you may or may not have experienced something similar in your spiritual journey, but I lay down to go to sleep about four nights ago, five nights ago. And when I did, I saw my chakras, each individual chakra. And I really just zeroed in on like the first and the second chakra to see exactly what I was seeing. And in my mind's eye, with my eyes closed, laying in bed, I was able to see um, the petals of the chakras, like the geometric pattern of them. And this is something that I've never seen except in artist renditions, <laughs> artwork from India, artwork from people who have been through like intense ayahuasca ceremony type of thing. And here I am just in meditation in my bed trying to go to sleep and, you know, doing my deep breathing and just doing my thing. And here it is. And, and I mean, full disclosure, I had smoked a little sour diesel uh, before I went to sleep. I had a little bit of cannabis, not a lot, like maybe three puffs, you know, I have a prescription. It's legal where I live um, at least until January. Um, <laughs> Who knows what the new president's going to do here. But um, anyway, um, it enabled enabled me to focus and zero in on that first chakra and second chakra. And I, and I was looking into all the chakras. And it was a very interesting spiritual experience with the ability to see what other people had said is true something I had never experienced. So I couldn't tell you whether it was just some made up BS or not. <laughs> maybe it's true. Maybe it isn't. I don't even know because I have not experienced it for my own. Well, now I have, and I can honestly say that there is like a geometrical pattern to each chakra. I haven't seen them all. I was only focusing on the first couple. I know the first one was only a few petals. The second one up had more petals. And, but then I also saw an overlay of geometrical pattern on top of it. I think it is made with light and the light is with the pattern. And those two things are what makes the matrix of our astral body, ethereal, um, mental body, emotional body, and all that. And the chakras that are kind of, they're not a physical thing. You can't cut someone open and operate on their chakras because you can't see it with your physical eyes. It's not a physical thing, but it's in your physical body 
energetically. It's like a higher vibrational part of your body. We have like light DNA, light codes in higher forms, not just physical, right? So this is one of those things that I experienced this week and I'm still continuing. I've been on this path for about 37 years on the spiritual path and I've had experiences my whole life. And even now at this late date, I am still having spiritual experiences. Spiritual awakenings are still coming through and new spiritual knowledge is always coming through. So I, I did want to mention that. I think there might be a few of you that need to hear it. Maybe I'm, I'm feeling 10 to 12 to 15 of you need to hear it. Maybe even 16 of you. Because now you're going to be like, okay, that part wasn't BS. And I did see those drawings. And, you know, I've, see, I've seen it in books from India. And I've seen it in books written by people who traveled to India and I've seen it on in more recent years on Instagram and TikTok and different places where they're talking about spirituality and I'm like yeah but they're regurgitating it from books I've seen in India <laughs> and or not in India but books from India my ex-husband who died had a lot extensive I mean we had 11 bookcases floor to ceiling filled with spiritual books and it's like all we did for our marriage, you know, 13 years together. Um, it's all we did was, you know, read these spiritual books and have conversations about it and really confer deeply on it and attended mystery schools. Then we had our children and had less time to read the books. But um, it's just, you know, it's like I, I literally spent almost 13 years reading these things um, about these things. And it was just one of those things that I always thought, well, I'm just going to take their word for it until it happens. The same thing with Kundalini, just going to take your word for it that's real. Um, hopefully I'll experience it for myself, otherwise I'm not going to fully believe it. And then when it happened and I raised my Kundalini over 20 years ago, it's like, yep, that's real. <laughs> now I know it's real. You know, like when I mentioned it in the first half of the show, you guys might have gone, well, I don't know, is that really real? Hasn't happened for me yet, maybe it's bullshit, I don't know. And it, I'm one of those people, I'm not really from Missouri, but I might as well be. Uh, you know, that's the show me state. Show me, show me, show me. So I'm always asking God, show me, show me, show me. And uh, finally that happened and I didn't even ask for it. It just happened. And I'm like, whoa, that is such a trip. Anyway, um, so I did want to mention it because... I know when you're newly awakened, when you're brand new to the spiritual path, it's one of those things where you're like, you're being bombarded with information and half the stuff you don't believe. And after a while, you think maybe it's all BS. When in fact, probably, well, some of it is BS, but um, there's also a lot of, and I did go, go back a few seasons. I did a show on having discernment. It was a two-parter. <laughs> it's so important. I did a two-parter show discernment one and discernment two, basically, uh, you know, I did a couple hours on this because having spiritual discernment and what you need to pay attention to and what you don't is very important because there's a lot of bullshit out there. I saw a post the other day on Instagram, someone I was following, I freaking stopped following them. It was a bunch of spiritual words thrown into word salad gobbledygook 
that made no fucking sense. She said the entire collective has decided to wipe away and clear all of their Akashic records. And I'm like, that's impossible. It's a historical, um, accurate account of your history um, from inside and outside of you that cannot, it's immutable. It cannot be changed. You cannot change your Akashic records. Um, sorry. (laughs) You could go back in time and relive that thing again. And you're still going to have the original Akashic record side by side with the new Akashic record you just created. It is a record, (laughs) you know, um, that's like saying you could go back and change your birth certificate. No, you could get a new name. You can fake a document, but your original birth certificate is really your real birth certificate. And the Akashic records are stored in your, um, I think it's your, for your soul, it's placed in your DNA, maybe a temporary thing, but it's also in like, there's a warehouse in the seventh dimension. I've been there. I could read Akashic records for you. Let me know if you need a reading by the way of that, because I learned how to do it. So, um, but also there, there are like copies on earth, Akashic records. Sometimes they're stored in crystals or in rocks or in various places, the Hall of Records. There's a Hall of Records under the Great Sphinx in Giza, um, is what I've heard, you know, through the grapevine, through people in the know, through saints. Um, one of these people might have been a spiritual master, just didn't know it themselves or never bothered to, didn't want to know because they didn't want to be a braggart. But, um, yeah, I mean, you cannot clear your Akashic records. That's insane. You know, I'm just going to go back and, you know, I I don't want to do any of my shadow work. I'm just going to clear my birth certificate. I'm going to clear my driver's license. It's that insane to say something like that. You know, you could just like choose to not renew your driver's license, but the state will always have a record that your driver's license existed unless the federal government came through and wiped you out of the system completely, which very rarely happens unless you're like a freaking spy or something, you know, where you really pissed off the government. Even then, there's always a paper trail in the Akashic Records. It's like an ethereal paper trail of your existence. So be careful when you read posts. Don't just go, oh, oh, bless you with a bunch of hearts and pray, hand prayer emojis. Use your fucking discernment. Use your intelligence that God gave you to see that these things are not, what people say are not always like true, real, or dealing with the full fucking deck. There's a lot of crazy shit out there that's just like, what? <laughs> it makes no sense. And, um, you know, like there's this one guy, every now and again, I listen to his channel. He puts out two to five minute videos. He put one out the other day. It was seven minutes long. After three minutes, I had to fucking turn it off. He's, he has a knack for finding all of the websites like this with a bunch of spiritual words in a word salad gobbledygook that's not anything spiritual it's just a lot of nice sounding loftier sounding words that have zero to do with actual spiritual reality and he has a knack for finding these websites and reading them over and over and over again like, you know, going back to them and using them again. And I have, I've told him probably 10 times over the past four years, that's not real. That's not true. 
that's not real. That's not true. In fact, sometimes I'll, you know, ask Prime Creator and usually get an answer like, no, that's that's not even real. <laughs> you know? You know, you cannot clear your Akashic records away. You don't need to clear them away like it's your karma. You cannot even clear your karma. Like there's still a record of what you've done. There's still a record of what has been done to you. You know, you cannot clear the history, right? You can go back to your former self and clear the emotion surrounding an event. You can forgive the person who hurt you. You can forgive yourself for hurting somebody else. But that goes in a new record, in your current Akashic record. You know, you know, uh, Zebediah went back to his old former 10-year-old self and he saw himself hitting a child in the hand with a rock and he forgave himself and he told the kid he, he was sorry so now we've cleared it from his karma for the future. He doesn't have karma for this now. You know, that might be what something like that might be in, in written in your Akashic records from this point forward. Like this person did this thing. They said they're sorry. They went back and they, they apologized to the kid. I mean, you could do deep shadow work like that. Zebedee, I don't know anyone named Zebedee. I'm just making that up, you know, um, as an example. But um just be careful. There's a lot of weird shit out there where I'm just like, that makes zero sense. I don't believe there's a bunch of aliens coming down to pick us up, pluck us off the planet to take us to earth 2.0 and we can leave all the problems here behind. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think a grand solar flash is going to happen. I do think there's going to be bigger solar flares. Yes. The solar flash that pumps us up into the fifth dimension and we all go together collectively, regardless of all the spiritual work we're doing individually. I don't think so, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I literally don't know. I've been hearing about the grand solar flash for 37 years. It's nothing new. It's a theory that somebody had and then somebody else heard it and ran with it. And it's like playing telephone this whole fucking time. We don't know if it's real the only thing we could do is, like I said in the first half of the show, focus on your self. Focus on your shadow work. Forgive people. Like my friend doing this thing to me, like bailing at the last minute. I actually finally did the math on the hours. It was around eight or nine hours. He had eight or nine hours to, to download the app that he needed to download and... He literally downloaded it at the last minute and got mad at me because I said, oh, I'm going to need like five minutes because I had to race to the bathroom. And, you know, I'm on diuretics. Um, I had to pee. He's known this about me, but probably forgot. And, you know, I mean, he keeps forgetting my name. He'll say it and then wrong, and then he'll correct himself and say it right, even now at this late date. I've known him for years, <laughs> which is okay. It's like whatever. You know, I'm kind of used to it you know, just whatever. But, um, it's just like, you know, <laughs> nine hours, you had to download the app and then you come at me with, you're wasting my time. It's like, I waited nine hours. I didn't even do the first half of the show because I didn't want to be recording the show when he said, I'm ready now. So I waited and waited and waited and waited. You guys would have had the show out one hour earlier 
had I done during those nine hours, but I didn't know. He might have said, oh, I could do it now. Okay, you know what? Let's just do it now. So I'm standing by waiting. And, yep, got burned, you know. He never burned me before, but this one, this time he did. So burn me once, shame on you, but burn me twice. It was my fucking fault for trusting you a second time. But I, so I'm not going to trust him a second time. I, I have two more episodes after this one left. And then that's the end of Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. But I will keep this channel open. As I said, I'm going to put this out there in a way that we are going to, um, you know, have announcements of books and upcoming whatever. If I go on other, if I'm going to be interviewed by other podcasters or whatever, uh, radio shows, whatever, I will announce it, um, here because I will start doing more press, more press releases. I will be doing more and more and more with my books and stuff in the future. Um, hopefully next year. Anyway, so here we go. We're going to, um, channel, um, Prime creator today. And I don't know what about. So <laughs> here we go. All right. I am connected to prime creator. And as I said earlier, I was, but I had to take a few deep breaths. So I paused it for a minute. Uh, and by the way, I am a telepathic channeler. I telepath. So I'm consciously aware. I don't allow anyone to take over my body. That's just my choice uh, of how I do it. But I use my God-given gift of telepathy, and so that makes me an indirect channeler for those who are new to the show. And if you are new, thank you for listening and welcome. And for those of you who've been around with me for a while, thank you for listening also. I love you guys very much, so here we go. Begin transmission. Welcome and greetings. That is I, your prime creator, God, if you will. Many of you call me by various names, so you might want to insert the name that you use to refer to the divine one who created you, your sustainer, your creator, the one will, whatever you call me, use that word that makes you feel the most comfortable within yourself, the word that makes you feel the least resistance inside of your mind and inside your gut instinct, inside your chakras and inside your emotional body. There are many words that refer to the Godhead that upset and trigger and excite emotionally in a bad way. And we tend to, as people have a bad reaction to something that hurt us when you are on the earth and that is your reference point being an earthling a human who has gone through hurt in any way shape or form you will end up feeling tight in your stomach tight in your heart and you will put up an invisible wall of coldness that you might refer to as ice. People who do this a lot 
who do not consider the emotions of others are called an ice queen because that's all they put off is this ice or a cool exterior is a way that maybe writers describe a person like this. They come across as cold or unemotional or cool. And this is a reaction that is... I'm trying to hear this word. Um, um, oh my God, I know the words on the tip of my brain. <laughs> God, I can't get it. Let's say it in a different way. Uh, um, oh, he's like, it's right there. I know. I'm like trying to hear it and I'm not hearing it. And it's like, here we go. I have. <laughs> I'm not being passive aggressive, I swear. I swear to you. Uh, <laughs> to psychedelic Bob, I am not. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's not being passive aggressive, and I and I don't have an aversion to this word. I just, it's like I'm seeing a color and an emotion associated with this phrase. But anyway, let's move on. So, um, basically, he's saying this is God again. This is a way for the the mind and the body and the emotional and mental body to protect you. And as you are, it's like a protective coating when you have this, it's almost like wearing a coat to protect your emotions. And this is like a a coating, C-O-A-T-I-N-G, that will protect you, almost like a steel coating that stops you from feeling something. So you initially will feel a response, which many of you are now calling a trigger response or a trigger. So you'll feel something or you'll see something, you'll hear a word. Um, You guys know some words that people have to say now or they will be banned from TikTok or social media because people are sensitive to these words. And they've always been sensitive to these words, by the way. This is nothing new. But before, people were unconsciously aware. They were not aware. They were unaware of these triggers. They would just feel it in their body and have a somatic response. And these words, these ideas, these thoughts have always been a problem. You know, and the older generations have lived with these issues and they've lived with these problems and they've had these problems stuck in their physical body, which created such a problem in some instances that it created a trail in a series of ever progressing, progressively bad diseases or dis ease. In the beginning, it was just a feeling of uneasiness, and then it goes into a dis-ease, and then eventually becomes a disease. And this is something that the older generations lived with and never addressed in therapy. They never addressed it in a conversation with others. They wanted to put up a front... There's even a TV show uh, from the UK called Keeping Up Appearances. And this 
is a hilarious show, but it is an over-the-top exaggerated view of what everybody in the older generations have been doing emotionally and mentally their entire lives because this is how they were trained by their parents who were trained by their parents and going back for millennia. And after the patriarchal ideas took root and took over and got hold of the human psyche because before that it was a matriarchal view and it was much more loving and kind back when humanity was already back in the fifth dimension but rapidly plunging into more of a 3D reality that you find yourselves in now and coming out of now and the patriarchal was in charge of the 3D matrix and the patriarchy ideas were in charge during the entire third dimensional experience of humanity so that's pretty much why people say things like well it's always been that way or that's just part of the status quo or it's all you know like you can't fight city hall type of an idea that you know there are men in charge and those men will always be in charge and when they're not in charge other men will take their place to think the same and there's just not much you could do and changes made progressively but extremely slow that progression is slow and you've got to imagine that in the world that you find yourselves in there are wheels within wheels within wheels like the inner workings of a clock and some inner workings of the clock are very very big and they turn very very slowly and and we're talking old-fashioned clocks of course the very old old ones with all the different wheels and parts the gears inside and some of the gears are very small and therefore they spin much more rapidly and there are different parts of society that you can say are akin to the gears inside of a an old-fashioned clock and some things cycle out really really quick some things cycle out and it takes hundreds of years and some of these things are in the middle so maybe you might have a fad of a fashion that would be like the smallest gear it cycles out within a season within a couple months or a couple years and then it's over like you're not wearing lime green you know electric lime green leg warmings from the 80s still because that was an 80s thing you're not wearing hot pink tube tops because that was a thing of the 80s and you're not wearing darker colored tube tops and muted colors from the 70s because that was a 70s thing and now people are saying well we liked some of those colors from the 70s but we're updating them or upgrading them for the modern era and you might go back and revisit some of those ideas but you now have a new spin on it so it's almost like it's a brand new gear in place and there are many new gears in place that are taking hold whereas a lot of the smaller cycles and the other cycles that we were used to as a collective whole are no longer going to be in place any longer 
And one of these things is the idea that when you get triggered by something inside, because you heard something externally, you see a post or you see a movie or somebody says something to you, and then there are people that will fight back that were raised by the old patriarchy, those old ideas of just tough it out. <laughs> You're going to be strong. Just, you know, and, and those people will call, call you a snowflake, which is a very beautiful, lovely, wonderful thing to be. But in this instance, when you hear that word, that word can now become a trigger because it's used as a hurtful word. And it's kind of an ironic thing because snowflakes are beautiful, unique, and yes, very fragile, except when in the right conditions, right? But snowflakes are made from frozen water in a geometrical pattern. They hold that pattern as long as the environment is correct. And when the snowflake falls to the ground and it melts, it can get dirty with the mud and it can go down the drain and go into the sewer and it can end up being uh, mixed with oil or gasoline. And the same thing can happen with you. You go to the wrong um, movie theater, you know, that doesn't match your higher self energy. And if you see um, like a lower vibrational movie, or you go to the wrong side of town and you walk into an establishment that turns out to be a bar full of people with a lot of negative attitude. Whereas maybe you're not a drinker and you don't want to be around that and you thought it was a restaurant. Now you walk in and you could be stuck with that energy because maybe you're hungry and it's the only place open, for example. So you end up being sullied by the energy surrounding you and you're striving to get back to your new, your original environment, but you never can go back because now after you go through an experience like that and you purge all of the emotional neediness of others and all of the mental diatribe, all the negative stuff that has put onto you, especially if you're an empath and all the negative energy that's flowed your way and the evil lie and all the negativity, and even if you get an entity or a demon attachment or whatever in that terrible place, when you come out of it and you let go of all of it and you forgive yourself for going to the wrong place and forgive yourself for not eating in a different part of town or for waiting too late to eat or you're forgiving your, yourself for letting yourself get into this situation, one thing you're not understanding is you put yourself in a situation but also you got yourself out of the situation. And as you got yourself out of the situation, you will find that you're able to unsully yourself again. And now you're braver. Now you're stronger. Now you're better. And that is a good metaphor for how we have seen the journey of the human. You went through the matriarchal place where it was a, a loving place. People had equality. Technology was really good. Everybody had what they needed. 
and nobody had lack. Everybody was enhancing their bodies and they were going through things that increased their spirituality. Everything was great. Everyone had magic. People had emotional uh, and, and mental capacities beyond where you have now beyond what you have now. And they also had powers like actual legitimate, real, like telekinesis, ESP, um, psychokinetic powers. Uh, they had the ability to do things that you cannot do now in the 3d. And as you go back up to the 5d, you will restore these things unto you. And once you unsully and you take out the energy of the 3D and you go back to the pure form of the 5D, you are braver, you are stronger, you are a much better, stronger, braver human than you've ever been. You're in a better situation, not the same old situation the last time you were in 5D. You're now a completely different being with a completely different understanding and hence the reason why so many people get triggered by those words and say the words that triggered me I feel triggered by that I feel called out by that I feel like I am being singled out but I'm going to work on it you did not hear these things in the 90s you did not hear these things in the 80s in the 70s, they were busy finding themselves sexually and with drugs. In the 60s, the same, same, same. In the 70s, it was a sexual revolution and the women standing up for themselves in their own rights. And nobody yet talking about the psychological components that are very subtle until now, because this is the time for that. Now is the now time for that. Now is the time to realize that when you culturally appropriate somebody's ideas or their clothing and then you diminish them through your maybe making fun of them, for example, or the perception that you're making fun of them, even when you're trying to honor them, uh, you have to be sensitive to these things. You have to stop culturally appropriating other people's cultures and then just love them from afar and allow them to be. For example, that's something that has been learned a lot in your world. And there, there are things that you could look back on um, TV shows and movies and documentaries, books and magazines from the 70s, 80s, 90s. And you could see where it was still okay to make fun of groups of people with limited abilities mentally, with limited abilities or capacities emotionally. People um, that are neurodivergent um, were made fun of and like worked into comedy routines during the black and white days of television. And people of various cultures were worked into jokes. And people inappropriately pretended to speak languages from other cultures that did not belong to them, that they understood nothing about. And when you look back on anything old, 20, 30, 40 years 
or a hundred years ago, you're definitely going to find things that did not age well, as is a vernacular in these days, in this day and age. You will find that there are things that you're embarrassed by. You might say, oh, I love that movie. And people might look at you like, what? And then you go back and watch that movie. It's been 20 years and you see that movie and you go, oh my God, I don't love this movie anymore. I did not notice all of the isms that this movie was at that time. Because you recognize that you were not the same person when you loved that movie in the beginning. And now two decades later of your spiritual walk, you're a long ways away from where you were back then. And when you look back, sometimes you're like, I had very cloudy vision. The veil over my head was 10 feet thick. The veil over my head right now is maybe half an inch thick and I see things different. And we're going to thin the veil. We're thinning the veil as we're walking, walking, walking on our spiritual path. So don't be surprised if you go back to your childhood or your teenage years or your 20s and 30s if you're older. And you look at the things you used to like then, whether it's in music or even fashion, anything, and you try it on, it doesn't quite fit anymore. It doesn't fit because it's not you anymore. You are creating a new you because you're stronger, you're braver, you're better than you've ever been in any given moment of time here. And it's going to continue on this path as you move from the matriarchy into the patriarchy and now from the patriarchy into the union of divine masculine and divine feminine energies as a system, a brand new system that will be implemented by you, by all of you. This brand new system is going to be one of sharing and caring and loving each other with respect and hope and true freedom. This is the era of the new age, as some of you have said. This is the era in which new things are going to take place that you did not expect. This is the era of equality, true equality spiritual equality, cultural equality, feminine and masculine equality, neurodivergence and normal, like not normal, uh, (laughs) not normal. That's not the word he was trying to say. Uh, I heard normie, right? Neurodivergence and normies. And I'm like, is that God plucking the word out of my head? Because I say normies Um, (laughs) since I am neurodivergent. But uh, is that what you want me to say? No, not neurodivergence and neurodivergence. And um, it's not neural normal (laughs) because neurodivergence is normal. But 
Okay, where were you going without God? There's another word I just can't. It's on the tip of my brain, and I'm not hearing it. Um, oh, defense mechanism was what I was trying to come up with earlier. See, it takes me a while. <laughs> he says, when you're not using your defense mechanisms, then you could come up with the phrase like defense mechanism. Exactly. Um, <laughs> that's kind of funny. Um, so the world that you're going to and that you're creating where neurodivergence will become and considered absolutely normal and what was considered normie or um, neurotypical there's the word gosh that took me forever so neurotypical and neurodivergent will be treated equally everything will be in fact the neurotypicals will be a little bit at a loss because in people, and this is why in droves of neuro, neurodivergent people, people have been switching to adult onset ADHD, for example. And people in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s are realizing, oh my God, I have been masking who I am this whole time because I have always been neurodivergent. But I knew from an early age I had to pretend to be normal for the normies so I wouldn't be caught. Now, the neurodivergent people can be seen, and it will be okay. The witches can be seen, and they won't be burned at the stake. This is finally an okay place to be, where everyone in this new world that you're creating will be okay. So this is why it appears that maybe you're more emotionally sensitive, more mentally sensitive. You may be feeling a little bit more unstable than your parents seemed to be or your great parent, grandparents or the great, great, great grandparents. But in reality, you're opening yourself up like a delicate flower to the new energies and the new ideas and the new ways of being in this world in which you do dive deeply into your emotions and you see things, you honor your emotions and you honor the differences in your brain and you honor the differences in your spirituality and you turn away from the organized religions that kept you stuck in a patriarchal form and frame of mind and you, you honor it in a way that you love it. And you say, that's a traditional thing. Okay. But maybe you walk away from the, the religion of your padres, the religion of your parents. And that's okay. And I don't know why God had me say the word padres, but he did want me to say padres. Um, sometimes I think in Spanish, but I was not this time, but he said padres. So somebody had to hear it like that. Or, or, or um, tu papas. That's another way, it, which also could be potatoes, but... I don't mean potatoes in this way. Two, uh, papas is the same thing as like padres, your parents, basically. I don't know why I needed to say it like that either, but he wanted me to say it like that. Prime creator wanted me to say it like that. So, okay. So um, the reason why you're different was because you're built for the different world. And that has been put out there a lot. That information has been brought out a lot in a lot of different ways. But... The fact that you are open to change and you are open to being emotionally vulnerable 
and you are open to feeling the triggers when they trigger you and not shutting down like your parents and parents before them did. Because even though they say, well, we're tough and we toughed it out. Yes, they did. But they're also not you. Because you, this new generation of spiritual people, you are maybe more sensitive to energy, more sensitive to thoughts, more sensitive to energy vibrations, and you're more sensitive to what's coming because you are there at the forefront. You are the forerunners creating a new world because you are braver, you are stronger, and you are better. You are the best of humanity. So keep focusing on the high vibrations. And when the lower vibrations come creeping up and upset you, trigger you, don't scold yourself. Don't shut down. Don't emotional numb yourself. Give it its place. Give it its honor. Give it its due. Thank you for sharing and let it move away. Forgive yourself, forgive others, the places, people, circumstances, and events. When you can do that and you walk with an open heart, you're going to walk to the greatest world your world has never yet seen, the world of union and glorious harmony. I am your prime creator, the Lord your God, whatever you wish to call me, the source, the force, the one above all, the one consciousness, the Christos, whatever you wish to call me, that is I. And I am that I am that I am. And I love you. I love you. I love you. With every ounce of my being, of which you are, And that is all that we need to say to you tonight, today, tomorrow, whenever you hear this. We never stop loving you. That statement will never cease to be true. Even if you listen in 15 years or in 30 years or a thousand years, this will be always a part of Elena Fox Stark's record. Akashic record, you can always go and check it out because it will never cease to be. These words being said and spoken to you are true now and will be forever because you are always going to be braver, stronger, smarter, and better than you've ever been. And if you listen to this in a year, you'll be even more so. We love you. We love you. We love you. And for now, that is all. End transmission. All right, guys. Well, there you have it. Um, hopefully, that brought you some insight. I had no idea where it was going. And I'm glad that he would give an example and then give another example and then come back to it. I can't do that with my ADHD. I get off track and I'll have to tell you a week from now if I listen to the episode again. Oh, wait, there's that one thing I told you guys. The eight, my, I have adult onset ADHD. I have always had um, autism. I'm on the spectrum. I'm, um, 
you know, they, they suspected it, but then my parents said no testing because they didn't want me to be different. And they kind of swept it under the rug instead of giving me, getting me the help that I needed. And, um, I, I took the test a few years ago and found out. Um, so I'm like, yeah, that's, I'm self-diagnosed, but yeah, I know it's like, oh, it makes so much sense now. All right. <laughs> All right. Anyway, hopefully that helps. Um, hopefully it clears up other things. Uh, Prime Creators tell me it's clearing up some of the things that some of you have read. Yeah. Okay. Of the queen energy where people are like, you're a queen or going back to a matriarchal. No, we're not. We are not going back to a matriarchal anything. We're not going, well, we did the mother thing, then the father thing, now we're going back to the mother thing. No, we're not. We're not ping-ponging back between the parents. <laughs> we did the matriarchal, then we did the patriarchal, now we're going into the union, the harmonious, beautiful union between the two. And so that's an awesome channel. I hope you guys liked it. I got some stuff out of it. It kind of um, made me feel a little better about some things. So, yeah, there you go. My um, oldest kid gets triggered at the word snowflake, and it used to be such a beautiful word for her when she was a child, and now they are an adult, and they're like, oh, I hate hearing that, you know, about millennials. I'm like, well, millennials are more spiritually aware and socially aware, and it's hurtful when the people of my generation and older bully them online. And I've seen a lot of people get hurt from stuff like this. And it's like, but the older generations, um, if they're closing themselves off to the spirituality of things, they just don't get it. Anyway, I didn't say it before, but I wanted to say I am dedicating this episode to Shane McGowan. I'm going to encourage you to go, listen to fairy tale of new york and laugh yourself silly in fact that entire album of the pogues all the pogues music is good i they're awesome irish music but kind of an in-your-face punk rock band it's older <laughs> you know older uh, generation music but i freaking love them it's just they always made me laugh made me happy. Don't, don't listen to them and drive. If you're not Irish, I just, I was in a car accident because of one, one of their, um, songs, actually the fairy tale of New York. Um, my friend was laughing his ass off while we're driving in the Mojave desert and death Valley. And we almost died there. Um, we hit a cactus. <laughs> he went off the road in the sand, hit a cactus and totaled his truck. And it's it's all Shane McGowan's fault. Because <laughs> that song existed and I never should have played it for my friend who could not handle it. <laughs> he was laughing so hard that he, it just he lost all control of the truck. He started driving too fast and dancing in his seat, lost control of the truck. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> Anyway, luckily we're okay. We were okay. You know, I had to go to the chiropractor for a while and rebuild the bones in my neck. That was a whole long freaking thing, but I did it and everything's good. <laughs> but I've never ceased to love him and God rest him. May God rest him in peace tonight as he was laid to rest. Today was his funeral. I saw some pictures and 
clips from it and my heart just goes out to all of the people that were his friends and family and left behind um you know who you are i i love um all of you i love you very much and i'm dedicating this to Shane McGowan who i also loved very much he brought me a lot of joy and a lot of happiness except for that accident which wasn't so happy but it also gave me a fantastic fucking story uh you know decades later i could say but i the whole experience of the pogs in my life has been wonderful and um yeah so there you go may god send thousands of angels to be at the side of his wife victoria mary clark tonight as well as his best friends that were there the Paul Bears at his funeral so there you have it anyway that's it for now guys I love you I'll be back hopefully in a week inshallah um <laughs> with the way the season's going I don't know I mean I'm releasing this at like five in the morning on a Saturday a day late because I had to wait for somebody who flaked out at the last fucking minute with a mangriness that I had never seen in him but he's a Libra my uh, son is a Libra too and I've seen my son do this fucking change on a dime and get nasty out of fucking nowhere it's like okay that's had nothing to do with me and everything to do with he (laughs) and so whatever (laughs) Uh, but I already forgave him like I forgave him on a dime like I did my son and it's over now it's it's all over and all right two more episodes guys just let's love it while we can and it's that's it I love each and every one of you. Thank you for listening, especially those of you who've listened all these years. You know, 11 seasons is nothing to sneeze at. This is my body of work that I've put out there. I hope that you have enjoyed it and been entertained. A lot of you have used it uh, to go on long road trips and to do workouts and to, to do art and to smoke weed with your friends and have a, a bong party while you're hanging out, eating pizza and listening to my show. Whatever you do when you listen to the show, however you listen to the show, I hope that you've taken some notes. I hope that you've learned some good stuff. Um, I put out the truth to the best of my ability. And I do it out of sheer love. So I hope you guys are well. I wish you health happiness, love, and joy. And that's it. I'm signing off with love, joy, and the high vibrations of the Holy Fifth Dimension. Until next time, guys, peace. Peace.